You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Thursday, May the 5th, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Blair Angulo, joined by national analyst Cooper Patagna on the show today. We're going to look at the NFL draft from this past week from a recruiting perspective. And Cooper, you know, first of all, I wanted to ask you how your birthday was. Birthday was good, man. My, uh, I'm staring at a coffee mug that my girlfriend made me for my 30th birthday with my face on it. So, you know, that's a, I guess that's a little narcissistic in its own right as I uh, record the show with you, but it was good, man. Yeah. Well, what better way to wake up, right? And, and, uh, <laughs> and kind of have an alarm set off in your face by just looking at your own face <laughs> on a coffee mug. Exactly. It motivates me cool. every morning now. Yep. Hey, hey, I've been drinking from a coffee mug that has my name on it. Uh, it's one of those, you know, Yeti, uh, whatever little thermal thermals. Uh, yeah, those are great. Yeah. And like that has your name on it because you don't want anyone else sipping from it, you know, whenever you guys meet up somewhere. But no, that's really cool. And, and happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Uh, Thank and you. and you, you got to spend some of it, you know, on the back end of it, I guess, uh, watching some NFL draft. And you had a really interesting piece over at 24-7 Sports. I want to invite our listeners, if you haven't done so, this is a must read every week. It's called Coop's Corner. And the main theme this past week was the NFL draft and looking at some of the winners, some of the teams on the rise, some of the teams that made noise and some more general topics. And that's where I wanted to start it here, um, just about kind of the the basis of the rankings at 24-7 Sports and how it helps us shape the way the ratings come about. I think obviously everyone knows that come NFL draft night, everyone's wondering, oh, what was this recruit listed as back in his high school days, right? Like, was he a five-star? Was he a four-star? Every so often, there are a few two-stars that get drafted. There are some no-stars that get drafted, and and that goes viral, right? Like, we've seen, we've seen it year in and year out. Oh, this player was a zero-star. I'm going to get drafted, too, because he wasn't ranked. Or, oh, look, he was rated two-stars. He went to Northern Iowa and... You know, he if he could make it, you know, everyone can make it. But, you know, I think we all know, obviously, the percentage of five stars, it goes up, you know, the chance of you getting drafted. Um, and, and that kind of obviously correlates tracking down to, to four stars, three stars and all that. But I, I do think that looking at the NFL draft, not as a, as a cheats cheat sheet, but as more of a basis of of traits and characteristics of what a first rounder looks like, what a, what an NFL draft pick looks like. I think it does help us as a ratings institution, in a sense, really put together the the top twenty four seven rankings. It gives us a, a barometer in terms of the way that the game is trending. In terms of what you just talked about, a, a lot of that having to do with physical traits and physical makeup and, and what we're looking for. And I think we have to be. Uh, very adamant about reminding people about 
our rankings process is projected to Sundays, not Saturdays. So where will these guys be in terms of projecting them to NFL success? And, and that's a really difficult thing to do when you're talking about 17 and 18 year olds. And a lot of these guys, we, we start the evaluation process with them really as soon as, as their freshman or sophomore years. So it's fascinating in, in that regard. But in terms of the star status, this was really my first year going through that. There were 11 five stars drafted in the first round, 11 four stars drafted in the first round. So you're talking about 22 or 32 first round draft picks being four or five stars. And, and looking back on the guys, Zion Johnson, a guard from, from Boston College who started his career at Davidson, ended up getting drafted, uh, I believe, number 19 to Los Angeles Chargers. And then looking at another offensive lineman and Trevor Penning in the state of Iowa, who was a guy that was about 6'6 plus 260 pounds, really hadn't developed yet, goes to Northern Iowa, didn't have an offer from Iowa or Iowa State. And both programs do an excellent job uh, of really combing over the state of Iowa and making sure that prospects like Trevor Penning are, are on their radar. So I think it's interesting in, in that regard to be able to, to go back retroactively and say, okay, where are we missing and and where are we having success which i think is is that's equally important but you look at the amount of players coming from the fcs level coming from the division 2 level it's really difficult it's a, it's a very difficult job to 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 be able to identify those type of players but i think what we continue to come back to and, and what's continuing to be more and more relevant is trying to find consistent indicators of success. And, and we're going to talk about it a little bit uh, later in the show, but the multi-sport participation statistics, our friends at Tracking Football uh, do a really great job of, of compiling and, and analyzing data in terms of multi-sport participation in high school and how that translates to on-field success. And I think when you look at two players, for example, the two players that that I, I mentioned earlier, both those guys were un, unranked, but there were indicators earlier in their process in their high school career that showed the type of athletes that they could one day develop into and that they have materialized into. So I do think that's fascinating. I think the commonality, whether whatever level it is, whether that be FBS, FCS, or Division Two, is you want to try to get the athlete right more than anything. And if you do that, that's going to that's gonna put you on the right pathway to be able to project the player. Yeah. You know what's interesting? And this may be a, a conversation for, for another day, but let, let's say a player goes group of five or FCS or you know some other place that's, that's not power five or high level college football, and he blows up. Now there's a chance that he goes into the portal and changes his situation, changes his location and goes and plays for an Alabama or a Georgia or an Ohio State and then elevates himself even further. So I'm curious if we're going to start seeing that trickle upward in the college game where maybe we won't see that Northern Iowa first round draft pick anymore. Right. Like what if Trevor Penning starts getting some buzz after his freshman or sophomore season and then he goes into the portal, gets a really juicy NIL deal somewhere and all of a sudden is drafted from Ohio State. So I'm really curious whether that's going to change. But like I said, maybe a conversation for another day. There were some winners, Georgia, obviously coming off a national championship, Cincinnati, Bama. 
you know, you look at Ohio State and what they did at the runner, uh, runner receivers there in the first round. Penn State had a good draft. LSU, you know, Michigan. You know, you think about like Ole Miss with the all-time six selections with with Lane Kiffin. Uh, what stood out to you in, in that sense in terms of the winners of the draft and you know maybe kind of the the trends that we're seeing in recruiting and that how that could help programs recruit players now knowing that they have some ammo on the NFL draft side of things. Well, my colleague, Andrew and I, uh, excuse me, Andrew Ivins and and myself kind of touched on it yesterday when talking about it. But I think you you look at Georgia and and it's very easy to point to them uh, in terms of the barometer along with Alabama on what a college football program and a national championship contender year in and year out is supposed to be built like. And people say, well, that's a pretty easy task for them to go out. And and, I mean, they haven't had a, a recruiting class outside of the top three since 2017. Kirby Smart's second year in the program, which is pretty remarkable, but they've they've been able to. I think they've they've been so diligent and so consistent in regards to their identification and evaluation process, and in in the parameters of that, we talk about this really loosely, but it, it's a very simple height, weight, speed philosophy. And what I mean by that is they, they're not building a team full of exceptions. Uh, they're building a team full of players and prospects that meet certain parameters uh, and critical factors within every position. Uh, very specific uh, in a very NFL type model, which is why you've seen Georgia's success play out in terms of 15 players drafted to the NFL, which is a which is a new record. So uh, you look at LSU with, with 10, I think that's a very similar philosophy. Penn State at eight is a very similar philosophy, but the teams outside of the teams that we, we've grown to expect in this position. I think Baylor did a really good job. And you look back, that was really pre-Dave Aranda era uh, and the job that Matt Rule did. And I remember when I was working on the team side of, of things, Matt Rule was was turning a lot of heads because of his dedication and his commitment to taking and developing speed type prospects, guys that were more developmental trait type players uh, that maybe didn't show as much promise on the field, but had showed the athletic upside in their body at some point. So I think you look at Baylor, you look at the job that Minnesota's done. I've, I've always been admired the job that PJ Flex done uh, in terms of them being able to to kind of outpunch uh, their weight class. UCLA had six players drafted out of the Pac-12. I think that's it's a little frustrating for me because I'm a firm believer in Chip Kelly's ability uh, to coach and to develop. I think we've seen that. For him, it's how do you take that next step and becoming a a 10-win contender every year in the Pac-12 conference. I I don't think we've seen that happen. So I think those teams kind of stand out. And it's so hard not to talk about Cincinnati. I mean, it was Georgia at 15, LSU at 10, and then there's Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference in a place that I worked at uh, earlier in my career. And I was fortunate to work at both LSU and Alabama. And for Cincinnati to be in the same conversation, as Alabama and LSU with how much resources are committed to both of those programs. And then there's Cincinnati, who's just doing so much more with so much less. It's pretty remarkable, the job that Luke Fickle, his staff, all the way from from their recruiting department to their coaching staff, uh, to their strength and conditioning staff have done uh, in making them one of the most consistent and model programs in college football. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a short break and continue our conversation on the NFL draft and the impact on recruiting. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Blair Angulo back with Cooper Patagna, national analyst, 24-7 sports. We're on the 24-7 sports football recruiting podcast talking about the NFL draft and recruiting. Now, Cooper, there's... A really interesting point that you brought up in your article, uh, Coop's Corner, every week. You can check it out at 24-7 Sports. And it, it was about the multi-sport involvement of these prospects. And the percentage is way higher than than even I expected. Yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty jaw-dropping. I listen, I, I have to go back last year and, and and look at the statistics, but when we saw 233 prospects out of 262 drafted, that's that basically equals a little less than 89% uh, participated as multi-sport athletes in high school. Uh, that kind of makes you, you think twice. I think uh, for us, it was uh, there's, there's more of a relief, more conviction. I think we built and tailored our process and the rankings process really around this philo- philosophy and multi-sport participation. But almost 70% also participated in track and field. 40% plus uh, were three or more sport athletes in high school and only 11% out of the, the prospects drafted out of 262 in the NFL draft were one sport specialist. So we put a lot of emphasis on, on the multi-sport participation. I think you've seen that at the NFL level as well. I think there's a direct correlation there, but I also think context is incredibly important as well. And I, and I wrote that in the article, but you got to look back and, and kind of find you know, the, the initial indicators and they're not as prevalent now. If you go back and I've started doing this and, and we're kind of backlogging this information now, the NFL draft and all 262 picks. I mean, there is a lot of development to be had between uh, the end of your junior season in high school to three or four years down the down the road where you're getting drafted. You know, you take two top five picks, for example, you look at Trevon Walker, who was a, a three sport athlete and a very good athlete in his own right and averaged uh, double digits on the hardwood. And then you look at him, he was 287 pounds when he enrolled at the University of Georgia. He tested at 272 in Indianapolis at the combine in February. He was a 4'9", I think he was a low 4'9", 40 guy as a defensive lineman at Upson Lee. He popped a 4'5", in the 40. Part of the reason that you know NFL evaluators were, were kind of salivating over the type of athlete that he is, but you're accounting for a guy that lost 15 pounds, completely changed his body, has excellent length and physical traits, and then improves his speed that much drastically. The only other verified speed we had on Sauce Gardner coming out the corner from Cincinnati was a 474. And there wasn't a, there wasn't an elite amount of production out of Sauce Gardner. He he pops, I believe, a, a sub four four at a four three nine at six foot three 
and 190 pounds. And this was a guy that was very narrow. I think that was the biggest question mark about him as a freshman when he was starting to gain all that attention. There's a lot of things that you really can't account for. And I think the other thing that kind of comes into play is is the developmental track record of, of programs uh, at the collegiate level. And who does a really good job of that. And it's no surprise, you know, the two guys that I'm talking about are from the University of Georgia and Cincinnati. Yeah, really interesting stuff. I mean, like you mentioned, you can't really account for a player maybe gaining 60 pounds or growing a few inches or, or taking those developmental leaps. Um, and I think you just kind of have to bet on some of the traits. And that's what we try to do at 24-7 Sports with the rankings process uh, and looking at specific things uh, when when trying to differentiate these, these players uh, within their states, within their positions, and obviously nationally in, in the top 24-7. Cooper, a pleasure as always. And, and remind our listeners where they can catch your, your live show every week. Yeah, so our live show started with Andrew Ivins about a month ago. Uh, he's great, brings a ton of color. He, he covers the states of Florida and Georgia. He's got a pulse on, on really everything in those areas. But we are on every Tuesday morning at 9.30. Great time to, to just kind of plug in at work, have a, have a cup of coffee, and maybe distract yourself for a little bit. So every Tuesday, 9.30 on the main 24-7 sports Twitter account. Uh, and we got new topics every week. A lot of the stuff is kind of regurgitated from from the article piece that I'm doing every Monday now, but uh, a lot of good stuff nonetheless. Yeah. Well, if you don't have the time to, to read Coop's Corner, you could always catch it live. Pull out your coffee mug with your face on it and check out Cooper Patagna and Andrew Ivins. Cooper, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right. That is Cooper Patagna. I am Blair Angulo for our producer, Lance Glenn. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.